What's up, party people? Uh, welcome to the first episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space Presents Supplemental with Jeff DiBattista. I am Jeff DiBattista. Um, this is going to be more of a one-man show, just me going down uh, a lot of the special features, um, the art, basically everything us uh, collectors of physical media are looking for. Um, you know, if you listen to our regular show, you know I got a stack of Blu-rays always sitting around that I haven't watched yet. Um, but the biggest reason for me buying them usually isn't so much the movie as everything that comes with it. Um, and, you know, I don't really get to talk about it that much on the show itself. And sometimes, you know, there's hours worth of special features on these things. So I figured I'd do a little show uh, on my own and drop it whenever. So anyone who's interested in this kind of thing can listen and check it out. So the very first episode right now uh, is going to be on the Blu-ray Criterion release of Shaft. It's a newer release, uh, released this year, 2022. Um, two discs, great, great cover art. Um, lots of like purples and orange and red and pink. It's a uh, very cool, just kind of. Uh, you know, let you get get into what you're gonna get into. If that makes any sense. Um, so let's get into this. You know, you open up the the Blu-ray itself. You get your inside leaf. It's an essay, uh, just kind of run down how Gordon Parks, the director, got started. Um, little behind the scenes things about how the studio wanted to change uh, the story from New York to L.A., and they wanted uh, Shaft to be a white man, but Parks wasn't having it. And um, Parks was pretty well-respected um, for this point. I think this is his second movie, but he was a very um, revered man uh, in entertainment in that he did documentaries and he photographed for, like, Vogue and Life magazine and he was really in, although he did not agree with, uh, a lot of the black extremist parties. Um, Malcolm X and folks of that nature, um, they had like mutual respect for each other, even though he did not um, agree with what they were doing on the radical front. But he, um, he was tasked with photographing them for life, and you know, uh, they just kind of became, uh, I don't know, I want to call it friends, but acquaintances, and they respected each other. So, on the first disc, you're going to get into, obviously, the movie Shaft. Uh, I'm not going to review that or anything here. It's uh, it's awesome. I suggest you see it. I, it's uh, shockingly the first time I had ever seen it and loved it. So, with that, now comes my favorite thing. is just dive it into these special features. Um, so, the very first thing we get, it's the making of Shaft um, with... Uh, this footage, which is really rad, it's um, uh, Gordon Parks and Isaac Hayes basically just sitting in a room full of musicians, and they are coming up with the Shaft, the iconic Shaft theme song. I mean, everybody knows what it is. You don't even have to know who Shaft is. You know what the song is. But, I mean, it's essentially they make it, I mean, on a whim. Um, the whole hi-hat sequence was apparently just the drummer warming up, and then Parks was like, keep going with that, and then it just rolled from there. Um, and that all comes from an old, 
uh, I don't know what it was, I guess it was a TV series or something they did in theaters. It was called Soul in Cinema. And uh, I guess it concentrated on um, black cinema, even though there really wasn't much back then. Um, Shaft is really responsible for kind of breaking the door open on it. Um, the next special feature we get is a, a documentary it's called Revisiting Shaft. Basically goes over uh, your cultural relevance, you know, how there was silly little things like uh, it's the first time they allowed a mustache on a black hero. You know, stuff like that comes up. And then everyone kind of ag agrees that the, the film itself, uh, you know, is bigger than any political statement. You know, Shaft weaves in and out of these different cultures, the, you know, the police, the street thugs, the black militants. Um, he's just kind of cool with everybody. And that's how he maneuvers his way, being a private detective through um, the mean streets of New York in 1971, which is awesome in the movie, by the way. If, if you ever listen to me, I love that grit uh, you get with that 70s, 80s New York thing. And it shines through here. Um, then you're getting a, a couple interviews. Um, Rich, oh my gosh, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, it is Rich. Wow. I don't even know. I, I can't even read my own writing. I'm sorry. But um, interview with him. Then you get another interview. This time it is from a French talk show called Hotspot. And it's an interview with um, Isaac Hayes, which is it's tough to watch from time to time because it, they can't quite decide. And it's not the uh, criterion. It's the actual program itself. They can't decide if they want to do it in French or put some uh, English subtitles on or do it in English. It, it, it's kind of all over the place in terms of uh, uh, translation. But it's pretty awesome. Lots of um, live footage of Isaac Hayes playing... Uh, I, you know, I, I should have even, um, I should have researched it, but if you're a fan of Public Enemy, um, if you ever listen to Welcome to the Terror Dome, when it starts with, brothers and sisters, uh, that's this, this thing that Isaac Hayes played, and, um, he's, stage presence is amazing, you know, he comes out in, like, this giant cape, it's rad, um, but, uh, I think the funniest thing to me is his, his stage outfit, it looks like something that, Sean Michaels HBK would have worn in the nineties. It's like this chain link vest um, and some tights. It's very, it's, it's hilarious to see in comparing it to that, but it was like very of the time in the seventies. I mean, they called this, this man, black Moses. He was, you know, cause he could move people with just his music. They said, so very cool to see. Very cool to see. Um, then we get into another special feature called the soul sound. And they are basically, um, it's with a, a music scholar and they're exploring the soul traditions um, in, in music, essentially, up to that point. And um, how this Isaac Hayes soundtrack really blew the doors open on that as well. Um, next would be Styling Shaft, uh, Joseph G. Allis, uh, Allis, maybe. Uh, he was the costume designer, and he just kind of goes down, uh, you know, what they did, you know, how it was freezing 
on the the uh, shoots. So you know they would have thermals under everything. Um, they were night shooting a lot, and that's how they led to the the leather um, like get up that that Shaft always had on. You know, cool as cool as hell, wearing his weather, leather jacket, leather pants. Um, but they did that essentially so they can get the reflections off him and uh, look cool at night. And the other funny part about this is that the character of Shaft himself, it's noted through a lot of the special features, is that um, a lot of it is based in Gordon Parks himself. Uh, so there's literally parts of the Shaft wardrobe. I think particularly there's a point where he's wearing like a, a turtleneck and a tweed sports coat. But that's literally Gordon Parks' clothes. So that's pretty fun to see, especially uh, going back a little bit, uh, Richard Roundtree, when he went in for the interview, I guess, or the audition, Gordon Parks was pointing to a picture and said, we would like a guy that looks like this. And it was an old picture that Richard Roundtree had hit uh, an ad he had been a model in. And he looked at, you know, Gordon Parks and said, that's me. And Gordon Parks' reaction was just like, hmm, mm-hmm. No, he no-sold it. Pretty, pretty fun. Um, Next, we get some promo spots for the original Shaft movie. Trailer, radio spots, uh, teaser. Um, My favorite part is the end of the uh, trailers. It is rated R. If you want to see Shaft, ask your mama. Um, Such a fun little tagline. And, you know, like... It makes you that more intrigued to see it. I think the last scene is uh, of the trailer is him busting through the window on the rope to shooting up the room of uh, mobster guys. So it's super cool to see. And, um, you know, just builds that excitement for the movie. Um, disc 2 is where I messed up. I thought I was going to get to record this a little earlier than I did. I did not realize that this too carries a little bonus with it. It has the sequel to Shaft, Shaft's Big Score, uh, also directed by Gordon Parks. Not as good, per se, but equally as fun. They basically took everything and went a little bigger with it, um, but lost all the Isaac. There's an Isaac Hayes song, but you know the soundtrack itself is actually done by uh, Gordon Parks. Um, multi-talented man, you know. Uh, the first special feature after that is an interview with Gordon Parks called Listen to a Stranger. Uh, it is a sit-down interview that's more of a, him telling his early life, early days, uh, his inspirations. He was a dining car waiter on a train as a young man, and he learned a lot. He met a lot of people, and that's kind of how he got his foot in the door. And then, you know, like his earliest success was as a uh, photographer for life magazine and he had photographed some serious subject matter um poverty in harlem black extremism uh, black panthers the um islam that kind of stuff and that's how he cut his teeth and then he went on to make documentaries and then he made his first film the learning tree which is um pretty much critically praised then comes my favorite uh of all the special features it's three parts it's called a complicated man the shift legacy uh three parts you got a bad mother is born no questions asked and a legend in his time and it's interviews um 
and it's from this year, mind you, so it's it's very up to date. But it's interviews with a lot of actors, a lot of uh, influencers who you know were influenced by by this movie. Uh, Samuel Jackson's in it. You know, he played in the remake of Shaft. Um, there's some people from the new Shaft. Uh, Richard Roundtree's obviously is a part of it. Michael Jai White. Um, but it's it's insane. Like when you watch it, I mean, this character has literally lived on for 50 years between the three films, a TV show. Um, there were graphic novels made in about 2015. Then there was in 2000 you had the remake, and then in 2019 you had the reboot, I guess you would call. But um, you know, three generations of Shaft right there in that movie, which is pretty cool to see. Um, and it's just fun. It's a fun, um, uh, fun watch, you know, especially when they're talking about the style, uh, how it influenced it in, in the seventies, you know, everybody wanted to look like Shaft. They wanted that leather jacket and the, the perfect mustache and to be as cool and have a, a sarcastic quip if anyone gave him shit. And, you know, it goes to show, you could see it like Michael Jai White talks you know he made black dynamite it's damn near a spoof of shaft and all the other black exploitation movies of the time and then after that you get uh, sorry john shaft and the black detective tradition this one was a little over my head because i'm not into literature um but it's the history of the black detectives in particularly but how it even came about um, through the film noir, not film noir, I'm sorry, the noir stories. Um, and then out in California, there was literally one publisher that started doing black pulp fiction. And then from there, authors would create novels. Um, I, are they called novels? I don't even know if they're called novels. Like I said, not a book guy, but uh, stories about these black detectives. And most of them, were very hammy and cheesy uh, until Shaft was was put out, and um, it was more real. He was like the flawed hero, that kind of thing, and people related to it. And then, you know, from there, you kind of get the differences between the film and the book itself. And while they're not major, a lot of people seem to think that the the film made it. A little better but people some people really like the book as well and it sounds like it's a win-win either way um, then you get a behind-the-scenes featurette which isn't really much of a behind-the-scenes featurette it's uh, on the set of Shaft's big score and it's this it's basically a guy in a camera um, trying to interview Gordon Parks and Richard Roundtree at different times while they're literally like filming a stunt scene uh, so there's points where, like, the crew just, like, drags uh, Richard Roundtree away, like, in the middle of a, answering a question and stuff. Um, they talk to Richard Roundtree's stunt double, and same thing. He just, like, jumps in a car and, like, bounces, like, in the middle of a sentence. So pretty funny in that sense, especially because it's, like, you're almost, like, how did these guys get on the set if, you know, they weren't prepared to answer any other questions uh, or take time to, to stop shooting or in between shooting or whatever? And then the final special feature on the Blu-ray uh, it is the trailer for Shaft's big score. And, I mean, the trailer is 
the trailer alone is bigger than the first movie. Uh, I mean, in the trailer, just like in the movie, there's a car chase, a boat chase, and a helicopter chase in that order all together. It's just one continuous scene of chase after chase after chase. Um, and it just kind of, like I said, shows that, you know, they were ready to make some money with this. They're putting the money back into it. I think the first film had a million dollar budget and brought something like 13 million back. Uh, it was a major studio MGM that put it out. So it's like, Oh, they saw money to be made and they were going to essentially, I wouldn't say suck it dry because they didn't go nuts with it. But by the time Shaft in Africa comes out, apparently it's not very good. It's no longer Gordon Parks directing. Uh, they went more of a James Bond route with it. Um, I haven't seen that one yet, so I'm going to hold any judgment there. But altogether, um, I think what I'll do with this series is maybe give the Blu-rays, the releases themselves, a star system, maybe like five stars. i give this a solid three and a half stars. Um, this would easily be a five-star review of um, supplement on Supplemental if there was the whole recording session with Isaac Hayes and Gordon Parks and the musicians and stuff, because it is, it's fascinating. Like just a bunch of guys sitting there coming up um, with what's going to become the most iconic theme song for a hero pretty much ever um, to this day, you know, that shaft is one bad mother. Shut your mouth. I mean, you, you hear it all over the place. Um, and that's it. So, like I said, Killer Pod presents Supplemental uh, with Jeff DiBattista. I'm not really on a time frame with these. They'll come out when they come out. Um, if you enjoy it, if you don't enjoy it, uh, get on my Instagram at NLCypher, C-Y-P-H-E-R. Let me know um, if you have any requests. Uh, Definitely not against buying Blu-rays. Uh, I should probably stop, but, you know, I'm, I can't because I'm addicted. But like I said, man, it's just something I wanted to do. Uh, a little something on my own, something fun. I watch these things a lot, and the special features are something I never really get to talk to anybody about because, you know, not a whole lot of people want to sit with me and watch these things. But if you listened, I appreciate it. If you dig it, let me know. And until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease, I am out of here.